Hi. Well, hi. Well, hi. Remember that cat? Yeah, the cat. Well, hi. The cat who sounds like a, an effete southern gentleman. I love him. He's real good. Well, here we are. Episode, we finally got to my age. Oh, we're not at 37 yet? Oh, my God. You, th- this is a bit you only do here. <laughs> I never hear you do it anywhere else. <laughs> but I like that you're committing to it. Do you? Yes, I do. You it don't, makes, thought, I think, you it's don't think it's uh, desperate? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, now you got me thinking. Wait a minute. Not desperate. Thirst- House- housewives? Thirsty, as they say. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I uh, think it's funny. Pathetic. Sad. Honey. Welcome to Stay at Homekins. This is episode 36. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. He's... Oh. Go ahead. Sisters are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing it for me, though. (laughs) Sisters are doing it for you. He's a comedian. She's an actress. Together we're married. (laughs) Even though those two things are never supposed to get together. We're obviously a Hollywood power couple. (laughs) We have power in our home. (laughs) And we're staying home because of the damn pandemic. The damn demic. That's what I know. Damn damn it. We got to start. Damn damn. We got to start editing. Damn Daniel. Wait, we do have to to edit. I'm kidding. (laughs) I got my weekend water. Damn. Daniel. Damn Daniel. Back at it again with the white van. How come damn Daniel didn't get a series order like shit my dad says back in the day? <laughs> I guess I couldn't see the potential for this. <laughs> or the Geico caveman. Look, a dad says shit. Mm-hmm. He says shit all the time. Uh, he, this kid, he wears white vans every day. That's it. <laughs> the Geico caveman did get a series. True, but there's more there. I can't believe we're actually in discussing the, the merits of this. Yes, cavemen fitting into a society <laughs> that, <laughs> Come is, on. that is racist towards them. <laughs> like, did they? I don't even know if they dropped that angle for the show. I did like the one <laughs> caveman show, caveman ad, when he's like, he's like on a moving sidewalk, mm-hmm. and he sees like a poster of like a caveman. Yeah. And he just like he's like it's like a, he's like shakes his head, like yeah, 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 like the racism of yeah. the cavemen, like I like that what I, I had to endure. What I like about those ads is they made light of racism. <laughs> well, it was something America could relate to, I guess, and not feel bad about, but find an object of humor. Ain't that America, you and me, little uh, Welcome to our podcast. If you've never been with us before, we don't do anything. <laughs> so I don't know what you're expecting, but Here, this is it. Here's what it is. We introduced the show for an hour. <laughs> we introduced the show for an hour. We talk about our weekend water. Your weekend water can be anything you want it to be. Might be LaCroix. Might be hot cocoa. Might be a stiff cocktail. Nobody judges. That's right. Might be cool, clear water. Could be Kool Aid. Could, Could be, be Kool Aid. Oh, yeah. Could be Crystal Light. If you're Brian Safi. <laughs> Could be Red Bull. Whatever it is. If you're Lindsay Lohan. It's out there for you. You're doing yeah. you. We're doing we. We're doing we. <laughs> what? Oh, like you do you. 
You do you and we do we. <laughs> We're doing we? <laughs> We're doing we? That's the, I think that should be the title. With a question mark? We? With a question mark? Of course. With a question, question mark? With a question mark? Okay. Stop so. saying that. <laughs> I started to feel like I was going crazy. <laughs> what we do is once a week, we have our date night in our home. Yeah. We have a stream of consciousness, absurd unplanned, spontaneous conversation. Free form. We don't know. Rambling. Here's the thing. We don't even know what it's going to be because here's something that happens. We'll say, oh, we should say that. We should talk about that on the podcast. And then we never remember. <laughs> yes, that happens. <laughs> that happens throughout the week. As you know, we spend every minute of the day with each other. And so we'll often say, oh, we should talk about this on the podcast. And then we don't. Because, because honestly, there is no other moment in 2020 other than the moment that you're in. Okay? Holy moly. <laughs> that is what 2020 is. And as we're getting ready to go into this shitty holiday season <laughs> where we've been through fucking hell, where we've, you know... Who knows? Working in uh, stressful conditions, frontline frontline workers are pushed to their to the edges. Yes, and you know, thank you for being there, uh, all frontline workers. I know that a lot of them listen to this podcast, and we are still eternally grateful. We should say a lot of our listeners are frontline workers. What did I say? You said a lot of frontline workers. A lot. Of- <laughs> Did I say that? That yeah. was wishful thinking. I think exactly. I think it's. I think there's a slight distinction, but it makes all the difference. <laughs> you not know, a lot. Not a lot of listeners nine, overall. Nine tenths of our nation's workforce <laughs> listens to our show. <laughs> okay, so, so what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? Are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> for the listener. When Janie was addressing you, she looked away from me and into like a middle distance <laughs> I did not to connect. Like yes, you did. You like fully on looked like you were do, like the queen giving a radio address. <laughs> I looked at you. No, when you were talking to the listeners, you looked away from yeah, me. Yeah, when I was talking then, to the listeners. But now you. This is, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know we sound high, but we're not. We're, we're not. just tired. We're tired today. We're yeah. very tired. We're both exhausted, and I don't know why. It was oh, a, it was I a, know why. Why? Because it's 2020. Oh, sure. Gosh. Um, what so world J- are you living in? So spa Janie, land? Are you talking to me now? You're going to spa land. <laughs> you going to the spa? You going to like are you planning a vacation or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty one of my favorite solo vacations. I was asking you. It was like like we were like uh, like Regis and Kelly. Yeah, exactly. Like what? So, what are you doing? Thanksgiving. For Do you have Thanksgiving plans? <laughs> um, we were uh, uh, we weren't really sure what we were going to do for Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We assumed we, we were go just going to be alone. alone. We knew we weren't going anywhere. Yeah, we knew that before even like California is now like saying there's a curfew and a lockdown and yeah. it's the highest 
infection rate of the entire pandemic, but we knew it ahead of time. Like we saw the, we read the papers. We read the papers. We read the papers. You know, when the, when the doctors are, and the epidemiologists are like, hey, the numbers are going the other way, mm. guys. We believed them. <laughs> <laughs> So we're not going anywhere. So we usually Thanksgiving we'll usually spend with other with people. With fr- friendsgiving, yes. friendsgiving. Yeah. Because let's be let's we did used to travel on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And here's the reality. Thanksgiving. Tra- the reality is Thanksgiving travel is hell on earth. Yeah, it's miserable. It's a nightmare. It's miserable. Okay, it's the wor- it's worse than Christmas travel. Because there's less wiggle room with, <laughs> what was that face? I got a text on my phone. My phone was face up. Oh. A text came in and it was so bright because we have the, we have the, <laughs> our mood lighting in here. It was alarming. <laughs> it was like I was hiding from authorities and they found me. <laughs> like a spotlight came yeah, exactly. through the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm hugging a wall. Like I ratted you out. Like he's going to be... Uh, at seven thirty on I Friday, I'm going to be sitting, you know, in the in the front room or whatever. How about when Judas betrayed our Lord, <laughs> and he's like, he says to the Romans, "Here's the signal. I'm going to go up and give this guy a kiss." Not good in a pandemic. I'll tell not, you that. First of all, not good. That would never fly today <laughs> in COVID times. <laughs> but it's also just just point at him. Like why why. Why go that far? It's like Sopran- that makes it worse. It's like Sopranos. It is like Sopranos. It's like Sopranos. where they get it from. That's where they get it from. Oh, it is? Oh, it's I, like I biblical? So. The kiss of death? Yeah. Okay. I think that's where the phrase comes from. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say I know this for a fact, but I wouldn't be Here's surprised the thing. if I was right. Here's the thing. If you're going to be like, uh, you're going to betray me, I'm going to kiss you. Or whatever. Don't, don't kiss me. If you're going to betray me. That's the betrayal. That's a betrayal. That's the biggest betrayal. <laughs> Act like you're my friend. <laughs> also, Does the, anyone night, in... the night before, yeah. Jesus is like, I know one of you guys is going to betray me. And then Judas knows it's him. Jesus knows it's him. So he's not sweating it at all? Like he's not like, mm, he knows. And I'm the one. I honestly can't remember what Judas's reaction Wait, was. Wait, I thought like <laughs> Judas didn't know he was. Oh my no, gosh. No, he made the deal. Oh my gosh. This is how I remember the story. This is why I'm so messed up and need therapy. In my mind, he says, and I know someone's going to betray me. Mm-hmm. And then Judas, doesn't he say, I would never betray you, my Lord? I don't remember. And so I somehow rewrote this in my mind Mm -hmm. that he like decided later. Like that he thought. (laughs) (laughs) That actually is a good idea. (laughs) Like, no, that he was like, no, I'll never betray you. So that he was like saying the truth. And then he's like, he runs into people and they're like, do you want some money to tell us where he is or whatever? Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah. And then. (laughs) <laughs> so he wasn't lying. He did betray him, but he wasn't lying. No, he knew. He knew he was going to So he him. lied. And so not only did he betray him, he lied. Well, I can't remember if he said. I think they had a face to face, a tete a tete. Well, this was at the Last Supper. 
everyone was sitting on one side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> so by, weird when people do that. By the way, I went on a date. Okay, keep going. Um, we'll get back to that. Here's how I remember the exchange. Mm-hmm. I remember it. The, the, the actual part from the Bible where Jesus is talking to them at the Last Supper and saying, uh, even tonight, one of you will betray me. And the apostles are like, is it me, Lord? And, and the way I remember is from a joke, mm, which is the Last sure. Supper, you know, <laughs> Jesus says to his disciples, one of you is going to betray me. How did and he Peter, know? Because he's the son of God. Uh, Mm, okay. Don't. But this is a joke now. You can't interrupt a joke uh, by asking I for facts. It turned into the joke. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so Jesus says, "One of you will betray me," and Peter says, "Is it I, Lord?" And Jesus says, "No, Peter. It is not you." And John says, "Surely not I, Lord." And Jesus says, "No, John. It is not you." And Judas says, is it me, Lord? And Jesus said, is it me, Lord? Is it me, Lord? (laughs) That's a better joke than I thought it was going to be. Hey, thanks. (laughs) Did you write it? Thanks for your... No, I didn't write it. (laughs) I wish I could. I wish I could write street jokes like that. You can. No. Sure you can. No, I don't think I... I don't think I can. I mean... (laughs) <gasps> Hi, Cuckoo. Cuckoo. I think that it's it's a weird, like I don't know how those jokes happen. Like I've never uh. known anyone who wrote jokes like that. Like mm-hmm. the like classic setup punchline little story jokes mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. are extremely difficult. Yeah, I would think so. Some comedians come close to it. Like older, there are some older comedians. Yeah, that I used to hang out that. with an older. Set. <laughs> but those guys did gags. <laughs> those guys. Those guys. They wrote were, like monologue jokes. Like they wrote gags. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and sketches and stuff yeah. like that. But it's not the same as like a classic street joke. They just happen. Yeah. When you read them on the page, they're not funny. It's all about the delivery. Honey, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I couldn't agree anyway, with you more. Anyway, I want. Who was I being just now? Wait, do it again. I couldn't agree with you more. Again? Honey, I couldn't agree with you more. Mm, give me a hint. Give me some more words. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you want, a hint or more words? More words. Works every time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I feel like Does I'm that sound su- familiar? I feel like I'm supposed to know <laughs> who this is. A hint. I need a hint. He was, he was in. A, he was in. People screaming at the podcast right now. Some people are. Okay. That second. The second thing I said was a huge clue. Which was what again? From a certain generation, <laughs> works every time. Mm, oh, uh, Telly Savalas. No. <laughs> No, but a weirdly good guess. <laughs> <laughs> I could easily have seen that was from a, that was from a commercial from an ad campaign for a product, and I could see if they hadn't gotten this person, <laughs> I could easily hear Telly Savalas saying it. I don't know who it is. Billy D. Williams. Oh, Billy D. Williams. 
Mm. Although it would be funny if Telly Savalas doing commercials from <laughs> malt liquor. <laughs> hey, he could he could deliver. <laughs> a, he got the smooth line delivery. Hey, black community, it's me, Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Billy D. Williams was in Star Wars. That's right, he was. So I was, you know, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. Do you know what he was also in? Is Lady Sings the Blues, mm-hmm, which I've never seen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did we talk about this before? I think we did talk because about it. This is the one line that I can remember from seeing the commercial on TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it means nothing <laughs> if you have no one to share it with. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, to... no, that's from Mahogany. Oh, yeah, you're thinking of Mahogany. Mahogany. I haven't seen either of those. Wait, okay. They were both, for some reason, they were shown on local TV where I grew up a lot. And I remember seeing commercials for them many times. Um, uh, I can, I'm just like thinking of the song like. Do you like the things that life is showing you? Yeah, yeah. Where are you going to? Do you know? So, what I was going to say at some point. That point is now. And I've forgotten all of it. You go right ahead. I wanted to talk about <laughs> the crown because we. Oh watched yeah, let's the talk about crown. the crown. Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all. Okay, here's the thing. Netflix has this series called. I'm only. Ta- I'm talking to some people because some people know. I like you're going. You're going way back to break it down. Some people Netflix. They used to send you DVDs <laughs> in the mail. They don't do it anymore. But now there's also a company that still does it. That's somehow related to Netflix. I think there are two types of people in the world. There are those who are down to crown, mm-hmm. and there are those who frown to crown. Who frown on the crown? Are you I, down to crown? You got a crown frown. I'm down to crown. I'm down to crown. I never had a crown frown because (laughs) I am here for this period drama shit. Okay. I love mess and jewels. (laughs) I love dysfunctional families and other countries. I love seeing a messy bitch in an (laughs) ermine robe. Okay, <laughs> so if y'all haven't seen it, it's base. It's so factual. <laughs> <laughs> it's all one hundred percent true. Everything is totally base. It's like basically a documentary totally with actor <laughs> with actors. Okay, so <sighs> it's like um, you know how like they have like. Kings and queens and England. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what if this was the pitch for the crowd? <laughs> hey, wait, thanks for seeing wait, me. I hey, say, you know how they have kings and queens in England? Okay, okay, okay. You know what we don't have? <laughs> you know what we don't have in America? Kings and queens. You know where they have kings and queens? In England. What if? 
We took that kings and queens. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. We just asked if you want some water first. <laughs> no, I'm have, so you excited have to about dive this. Right into I'm it. so excited about this okay, show. Okay, okay. I'm so excited about this okay. show. <laughs> Your next series. <laughs> I mean, five seasons in a movie. <laughs> this is how I pitch. What do y'all do when you pitch? Hey, everybody. We want to hear from you. When you pitch TV shows, how do you do it? All right. Okay. Queen Elizabeth. She's there. She's old. She's there. She's queen. She lived a long life. A lot happened. They go deep into it. And they start like in season one where she is given the crown. Okay. (laughs) She's given the the crown from the title. (laughs) Or... If you're familiar with Paul's comedy stylings, a king, uh, king, <laughs> a king hat. hat. That's right, king hat. In King Hat season one, <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Laboring under del- was it laboring yes. under delusion? I can't, I can't believe <laughs> the dismissive wave you gave when you were saying the title of my special. What was your little skit? Wave laboring under delusions. Yes, it's called Laboring Under Delusions. Where where do the listeners find that one? I think on that one? Uh, ComedyCentral.com. It might be available to stream. Um, you could also hear the album. Uh, I, did an al- I did a separate uh, album of it called Laboring Under Delusions Live in Brooklyn that I recorded at uh, my favorite venue in America, the Bell House in Brooklyn. Um, so if you can't find the 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 actual video special, you can find the the uh, the audio. Yeah. Well, it's in there. It's in there. <laughs> it's a story for when I worked at a place called Hats in the Belfry. <laughs> Hats in the Belfry in Philadelphia. Okay. So it starts with the beginning of uh, Elizabeth get, II's reign when she is made queen. She's like twenty four or something, or twenty three or something. She's a kid. Yeah, and then I'm telling you. It is, like, so deep. Mm-hmm. I don't mean deep, like, in their life. I'm saying, like, deep, like, it's heavy about, like, it's about all of this crazy, like, stuff. The weird world of the monarchy. But it's, like, way more about that. It's, like, it's like about, like, also, too, like, I feel like the early seasons, too, really dive into the patriarchal. Mm-hmm. System that she's kind of like thrown into the deep end of, yeah, and um, the sort of like juxtaposition of her being this head of, you know, like a royal head of a country mm-hmm. with absolutely no power, yeah, like it's a powerless position. However, it's symbolically the most powerful. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's it's a very it's a really interesting show in that it's a first of all it's it's extremely well acted, well directed. It's beautifully Designed. shot. It's like unreal. It's, it's got it's very it's an extremely watchable show. It looks it looks beautiful. But but for people that are on the fence about watching it because I I know some people are uh, 
if they don't like the idea of the monarchy and they think it's kind of gross. It's which not pro-monarchy. I, I think that too. The show is, is not pro-monarchy. Yes, this is what I was going to say. Is that yeah, yeah. I think it's um, it's no more pro-monarchy than The Sopranos was pro-mafia. Like what it what it is is it's a window into this very strange and specific world that these people keep being born into and upholding. Um, and it does humanize them, but it never lets anybody off the hook. No, I, I don't, don't think it does. I don't think it ever. I don't. It's it never makes the case of like, well, we need the monarchy. We need to have a queen. I feel like it. On the one hand, it sort of like shows that this is this. It's sort of this baked in system over there that mm-hmm. is, you know, freaking centuries old and kind of. It is. There are people who are proud of it, yeah, or find it special in some way. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's like I don't know. It's also, but and then, but then, it, like when it gets into the humanity of the characters, it's really about anybody's dysfunctional family. It's about anybody being sort of trapped in certain circumstances that are suffocating yes and everyone's that that is a universal that is a universal human condition yeah experience yeah yeah. which i was what i think is so brilliant about it but also like i guess like peter morgan does he write like every episode i don't know what is up (laughs) like what is the amount like the the like he's good Mm -hmm. he's like amazing the writer of of the show is and the and they do they did exhaustive research yeah. so that the details of the history that they're showing are all accurate. Yes. The conversations are not obviously. Exactly. There are there they do of course they dramatize certain things. They change there are certain things that did happen that they changed the um the tenor of the moment. Like mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, a speech that Charles gives where He's saying something about Diana, and then she's in the background. She makes kind of a face because he's praising her, and then he doesn't realize that it gets a laugh, and he doesn't realize what's going on. And he turns and looks at her, and then he says a comment like, "You, you never know what women are going to get up to when your back is turned." Stupid, but it got it got a laugh because he's a fucking uh, you know Prince of Wales, Mm -hmm. you know, and all the of course these people are going to laugh. But in the show, they they dramatize it as no one laughs at his thing because they love her so much. And I felt like that was a directorial, like storytelling, yeah, short, absolutely shortcut, absolutely. And yeah. they they were sort of showing what he was experiencing in that moment. Yeah. And then you watch the documentary, and you see that they it what was wasn't the name of that documentary in Diana's words or something okay. like that in Diana's own words or mm-hmm. something. Um, don't worry if you watch The Crown, it will be shown in your algorithm <laughs> <laughs> on your Netflix homepage. But anyway, so so we got really into The Crown this week because season four just came out. Yeah. And we watched it over a few days. Yeah, we, we it's save like it till evening. I'm telling you, like, if you get into this show, like you can't stop binging it. Yeah. Like, I, I find it like you just have to binge it. Yeah. And then you might watch certain seasons again like we mm-hmm. watched um i think we watched one and two twice don't you remember we rewatched one and two but you know what i don't think we rewatched them together because i remember being on the road and and rewatching 
I watched when I was in Edinburgh. I decided to rewatch. Isn't that funny? Some, we yeah, both yeah. watched it in separate hotel rooms. Well, I was like in an Airbnb. I was like in a flat. Okay. What what is this? Uh, not the crown? <laughs> <laughs> you can't allow me to take my dramatic license. <laughs> when I was in I only had two days off when I was in Edinburgh. And I did go to the Palace of Holyrood and I did a tour, which is one of the royal um palaces. Mm-hmm. And it's in Edinburgh. But they never show that one on the crown. That is like the the red is it still in use it's like the where they redheaded stepchild of the crown because they're always at Balmoral which which right. is in Scotland also and to be fair they make it look pretty awesome on the crown yeah yeah, yeah. but i don't think they're really at Balmoral on the crown i you don't, can't be no? right i can't I don't imagine <laughs> how do they make how imagine you're the fucking queen and then <laughs> Some Netflix producer comes to you and says, we would like to, we're going to do the show about you. <laughs> oh, and the royal family hates the show, by the way. Of course, of course they do. Like, I've been reading. But you our, know what? That's yeah. what they have to say. What if they secretly I fucking don't know. love it? I don't think so. It's not a flattering portrait of their lives. No, but it's a, it's a much more human portrait. It's not like an absolute slam job. It's just like, look at this dumb institution that's still going on. <laughs> And these people that are upholding it just because it's always been there. I don't know. I, here's here's what I, uh, what I a, a big takeaway that I may, have maybe Meghan Markle likes it. Oh, Harry and Meghan love that <laughs> fucking job. That's what turned them against the family. <laughs> have you seen this show, The Crown? Is that what we've been living in? What were you gonna say? I interrupted you, and I didn't mean to. A big no, no, no. A big takeaway from from for me from the show is the and I think what 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 they do very skillfully in the show is they never make the case for the monarchy. So anytime they the like they don't anytime they they are talking about the monarchy, it's always like and if somebody wants to do their own thing, they want to go their own way. It's always like no. This is always the way it is. This is the way we do things. And that thinking, how how poisonous that thinking is and how on a small scale it ruined the lives of these you know, these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who live in this weird world but, you know, um they're not allowed to to get divorced and shit like that. But you know they what I do mean? anyway. But they but eventually because they Eventually, they just have to. Like, it's human nature. Like, stuff will, will, will out because it's like you can't just keep this shit well, bottled and it up would, forever. And some of their marriages are sort of arranged. They're not yes, even like... Yes, of course. They're not even like these organic... And the organic marriages are never allowed. Like, yeah. the good marriage... Like, the ones where it's like, this is my love. And they're yeah. like, sorry, he's was, you know... Yeah, that's not... That's, born, a, that's born, a rule that you can't do that. He was divorced, yeah. so forget it. But that, that idea of we do this this way because we've always done this this way is such a terrible idea. And there is definitely... There are definitely echoes in our country that prevent us from moving forward because people just don't... They they are... I, I get it. I'm human too. We're all wary of things that are new that we haven't experienced before, mm-hmm. and so it makes it seem like it's it's just the devil you know. And it's like let's just keep doing it this way and try to make this thing better. When it's like we should just stop doing it this way and do a different thing. I I, I okay. So I think Americans who watch The Crown can watch it like that. Yes, you know because we're like. 
predispositioned to be like anti-monarchy because of our country and our history. And also be fascinated by it because it's so foreign to us. Yes. And so I find, but if I were in England, I'm curious, like I, I see its excesses and it's sort of like superfluousness. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily serve any purpose really. But I also understand the allure and the appeal of traditions. Absolutely. But I, I certainly I'm, I'm not to interrupt you, but yeah, I, yeah. I feel I feel like the the idea of having a sort of <laughs> for lack of a better term, a national mascot. Yeah. Where you say this person represents us as a people. Other people are politicians. We elect these people, whatever. They're like us. You know what I mean? But then here's this person that we, we put slightly above uh-huh. that we say is the embodiment of The spirit us. of our nation or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like... I don't know. It's just a very strange... It is. It's just a very odd and strange thing. Yeah. I think they don't make the case for the monarchy and the crown, except the characters buy into the monarchy. The characters buy into it. Yeah. But nobody ever has a good reason. (laughs) Nobody ever has a good reason for why any of this should continue the way it's been continuing other than this is tradition. It's important to people. People need this tradition. They keep saying uh, uh, what I think is really great about the show is they keep. Yes, they keep saying this. And it's like, "Mm, I don't know. I bet. I bet they could probably get by without it. I mean, I of course they could get by without it. It's it's just a it's like. And who has a say in like how the monarchy is? Yeah. Like no one ever says, okay, so this is a spoiler alert from an earlier season, but guess what? I'm not really spoiling anything because it already happened decades ago. (laughs) But like the queen's sister, princess Margaret wants to marry, um, like a divorced man that she's in love with. And they essentially, like, totally prevent her from being with this. Like, they send him, like, they invent, like, a job for him or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and then they keep saying, like, you can, you can, just get wait, just wait. And then they kind of, like, screw her over mm-hmm. and say, sorry, no, like, you can't. Yeah. And it's like, well, if they had done, like, if at the time they could have done like a Twitter poll mm-hmm. and been like, should Princess Margaret be allowed to marry the man she loves? He's divorced now. <laughs> yes or no. That most of the country probably would have been like, yes. Yeah. Who cares? So that's what I don't understand. She wasn't even lined for succession. Do you know what I mean? Like Exactly. It's yeah. It's if that's exactly if that's the thing that's so important to you. Yeah. It's wild. It's really wild. It's wild that it's still a thing. And she was like this tortured person, like that never found, you know, her individuality. And she always According lived in the shadow, the which I'm sure that that is there's I'm sure I'm there's sure an there's essence truth of truth yes. of every Absolutely. character's essence in yes. the in the show. But I just like like who determines that just because it's written in the, in the books, because mm-hmm. there's there. It's a religious thing, too. That's the other thing. Yes, yes, yes. Is it like a it's like a. Is it Catholic or Protestant? No, they're their own. 
they are their own religion. The church and they're of like England. super religious. They're like very like because it's fucking tradition and yeah, you know, yeah. So they're so, but if they're their own religion, they could say like, okay, fine, his divorce is all good in the eyes of Church of England. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, they could they could change the rules anytime they want. There's nothing. There's literally who cares? Like who's there's looking nothing, at the rules? Yes. And now it's at the point where is there a ref? Is there like, a ref? Like Harry and Meghan are like this. Fuck this. You know, yeah. like this is dumb. <laughs> yeah. But the, I, I think they'll be fine. Well, I I do feel in a way for her, well gonna live off her suits zids. <laughs> and she's doing like uh, I think she's doing like animation voiceover. Uh, it's not about money. It's about that. That was never like about money. Like them, like saying no to their little uh, stipend or whatever. Because like right. clearly they can make they can sell t shirts and make money. They could have, they could <laughs> exactly. start a podcast and get and they'd have sponsors <laughs> like right before hours. Megan, I'd like to tell you about Casper mattresses. <laughs> can you imagine getting a mattress delivered to your door? Don't. Casper's not one of our sponsors. That's why I mentioned them in a funny way. <laughs> Fuck you, Casper. Please advertise with us. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah, it was. it's not about money. It's about the fact that they, like, eschewed the royal... Eschewed. <laughs> eschewed. Eschewed. <laughs> Wait, how do you say it? Eschewed. Eschewed? Gesundheit. Yeah. How dare you. Are you sure it's not... As Jude. Uh, <laughs> the way you're saying that is weirdly I don't very know. adorable. Also, by the way, <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know why it's coming out like that. Because that's not, I don't think it's how I've said it before. As Jude. <laughs> when they, they decided to make that move, they... As Jude. <laughs> I have a word like that. I can't remember what it is that I say. Is it inchoate? Oh, God. Because I always want to say inchoate. Yeah, of course. But Who does it? It's inchoate. Inchoate? Inchoate. Inchoate. Remember when you said nascent? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it. I know. I was just, I was like, Wow. I don't know that I've ever. I dazzled. I don't know if I've I ever dazzled. said nascent out loud. Well, and in coit. I've never said that out loud. I don't like to say that one out I'm loud. I'm even afraid to write it because I'm afraid I'm going to spell it wrong and misuse it. <laughs> it means like it's, it's a word similar to nascent, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Unformed. Unformed. I'm going to just, I'm just going to say unformed. <laughs> <laughs> or newly formed. I don't know. Y'all. Forming? What do you think inchoate means? Text us. One for yes and two for no. (laughs) I'm just saying like Henry, Henry, Harry, and Megan, and baby Arthur. (laughs) K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Like, I think they did the right thing. Yeah. By moving to America. Mm Mm-hmm. Although it's weird they moved to America because they just started in Canada. Yes. They started in Canada and that made sense because I, it's part of the Commonwealth. I found out on Freedom that they moved to America. They I moved had no to idea. Santa Barbara or something. I think they're in Montecito. 
which is near Santa Barbara. But Remember we talked about it? Mendocino, yeah, I do. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's being really cutesy tonight. What? I'm just mean. <laughs> He's being cutesy. No, I'm just Why are you mean. doing it? I'm just mean. <laughs> we should take a break. I have to. Um, I need a bathroom break. Do we need to talk about disgusting things on the podcast? I have to urinate. I have to <laughs> void my bladder. I have to drain the lily. <laughs> is that the is that the is that appropriate for for women? You're the only person I've ever heard say it. What? I've never what heard What do you say? <laughs> you taken to piss. <laughs> what do you think that means? It doesn't mean taking a piss. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it means like it means like getting you good or something. You're getting me good or you're giving me a It's sort it's like, like are you're you, zinging me or something. Like are a, you are you uh are you fucking with me? <laughs> are you taking the piss? Are you taking the piss? <laughs> you taking the piss. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> <laughs> That's Prince Philip saying it. Oh, I love his that guy's accent. <laughs> it's like it's in so the, great. in the new in the newer seasons. Yes. Although the one in the, the one Matt is Smith very good, very season. earlier, yes. but you're talking about his particular accent is very, accent. it's very specific, and he doesn't move his jaw. <laughs> no jaw movement. He doesn't. Detective. He's very much, you know, whatever. We'll be back after these words from Casper Mattresses. <laughs> no, it's usual wines. Usual wines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, a message from our wonderful sponsor, Usual Wines. Usual Wines are wines for the modern drinker, and they have a special holiday product coming in November, Usual Reserve. It's an ultra-premium, limited-edition Mount Vidir Cabernet Sauvignon. Usual Reserve, this is our most special wine yet, they say, just in time for the holidays. Hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in all of Napa. This Cabernet Sauvignon is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. Gift it to someone special or keep it all for yourself. The holidays as usual. Check out their website for their wonderful selection at www.usualwines.com and use our discount code STAYFHOMEKINS for $8 off. That's www.usualwines.com and the code is STAYFHOMEKINS. Have a wonderful holiday and gift some usual wines with easy to use customizable templates 24 7 customer support squarespace <laughs> let you turn your dream into a reality <laughs> welcome and back that was uh prince philip <laughs> with uh <laughs> Again, not one of our sponsors. <laughs> not one of our sponsors. Usual Wines is. Thank you, Usual Wines. Thank you, Usual Wines. Well, now what? Now what happens? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to find more people that for you to do accents. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I did. Something did uh, happen or strike me on Twitter today. Oh, dang. Which I hate to bring up. <laughs> As Look, we hate to drag <laughs> Twitter into this nice place. Well, I mean, is it sort of like is it sort of like I'm losing any conversational deftness 
when I have to be like, I saw something on Twitter today. <laughs> today. I don't think so. It's look, it's a part, like it or not, it's a part of our lives. Okay. So um, I'm sure you saw it because it kind of went viral. And I know you saw it because you shared it with me. Oh, yeah. So this actor, this cute yes. actor, he posted this amazing moment in his pandemic life. He was doing a Zoom audition and <laughs> in his apartment. And... There was a very like speaking of British Brits, the there was a British director who he was like I guess he thought he was muted. Yes, he certainly did. He thought he was muted and he starts like slamming this kid's apartment. And to be to be more specific, not just his apartment, but it it the way I forget what he said, but it's it's sort of like these people, and you see their apartments. Like, these, look, you can see his TV in the background. These peons. <laughs> these, these just, these filthy, filthy actors. Do you know the camera? You see the television in the background? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I'm not going to lie. It's fun to do. I bet that guy had a ball. I feel like your show. jaw is still even moving too much. <laughs> I'm like, doing, you know, look, I'm doing the best I can. Stiffen, you're just stiffen your... <laughs> anyway, so... The guy thought he was on mute, and he's like saying, oh, "Look at his, sh- the, uh, you know, his shitty apartment. You can see his TV and da da da." And the kid, and I'd seen him on Euphoria on HBO. Mm-hmm. He's a very cute kid, and he uh, kid. He's an adult, whatever. <laughs> kid to me because I'm 36 now. But <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I don't know how you decided on that. I don't know. It's perfect, it's not though. even a close. It's, it's not so, even close to my it's age. Funny it's so unclose, it's so, close, fun. so not close to my age. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, like whatever. So the kid, the kid, the adult, the young adult, he kind of just like smiles through it and says, "You're not muted. You're not on mute." Well, he says, yeah, I know my apartment's shitty. Well, first he says, like, you're not on mute or something. He says, mm-hmm. like, you're unmuted. Yeah. And then he says, yeah, if um, if you hire me for this gig, I can get a better place. I yeah. know. And the guy starts, like, falling all over his dick and starts <laughs> saying, like, oh, I'm mortified. I can't, you know, I'm it's just so the same story. And the kid, I this kid handled it so well. And he was like, he cut him off. Like, I don't even want to hear your apology. He's just like, he was no, 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 it's okay. He I was just, ready to work. You know. He was like, I'm yeah, ready hire to me. Go. I can get a better place. By the way, there's nothing wrong with this place. The place looks nice. There's that was, nothing wrong with that place. But here's the thing. His framing? Sure. I wouldn't have the TV in the back. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm, I'm going to get real for a minute. Oh, for, should I leave? I had a mo- for So then he, and, and then, so then he posts it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And says, "Hey, make sure you're on mute." Yeah, PSA to all directors. Yeah, d- make sure you're on mute before you start shit talking yeah. or whatever. And uh, the thi- here's the thing: is this is how the the fact that he caught this on tape is a is a is a little byproduct of the pandemic yeah. because he's in charge of taping himself. 
Mm-hmm. So he got his audition and feedback on tape for himself. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you are just walking into the rooms and they happen in isolation and you don't hear how people, directors, a lot of them, I'm not letting all, I'm not letting women off the hook, but mostly male, mm-hmm. mostly sure. male. Absolutely. And they talk down to the talent. Yeah. Now he thought he was on mute, but my point is that's clearly his attitude. Mm-hmm. He was caught in my personal opinion, revealing that he absolutely has no respect for the work. Yeah. In my personal opinion, he has no respect for the work yeah. because nothing matters it except for this kids being well lit and heard. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And doing the work. And being able to take his direction and interact, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but kudos to this this actor because he put it on on the on the on the internet. Yeah. And I I actually think that uh, that that guy deserves all the dragging that he's getting. Yeah. He yeah people say, are commenting on. He doesn't it. say the guy's name. He doesn't identify. Oh, him at I want to know, but it's going to come course, out. I like, want to know. In like a week, someone's going to find out. Here's what. Here's where it, where it. What it comes down to for me is you are you're entitled to say whatever you want in private, right? Like you're entitled to think whatever you want to think, and you can say shitty things to your friends, whatever, to the, to but your colleagues. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah. Let me finish. Okay. He is. You're entitled to do all that, but it does speak to the character of this person that is in a position of power Mm -hmm. that is taking the time with his colleagues Mm -hmm. to denigrate actors Mm -hmm. for this, for this situation that we're all stuck in. Nobody wants to be in it. Like obviously and everyone's doing the best. Obviously the actor was rising to the occasion on his end. Yes. So why in the in the in the face of professionalism? Yeah. Why isn't the director? Yeah. And okay, let now this guy if he gets outed, I'm gonna predict right now mm-hmm. exactly his reaction, his response, his handling of his shitty behavior. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He will say, "I was mortified." Mm-hmm. I absolutely respect all actors, okay? Mm-hmm. He will say, I was, unfortunately, you didn't get the full context of the conversation. Mm-hmm. What I was trying to say is we need to let the auditioners know that they should be in front of a blank wall. <laughs> and what you heard was only part of the conversation that doesn't excuse my behavior and mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, number one, I call bullshit. Number two, I can tell from 10 seconds of your attitude that you're superior. You mm. have a superior attitude. Yeah. That you don't think of pe- the people, co- the people who have taken the time. And here's the thing that people don't know. And everyone's going to be like, Oh, poor actors. Mm. And, yeah, you should say poor actors, and I'll tell you why. 
because there's a lot of rejection and humiliation in this business. Yes, we sign up for it, but it's different than other job interviews because the yeah. frequency of it and the degradation is different. You're treated differently and you're told no probably a million more times than any other profession. Yes. Um, if you're told at all. Well, you know there's no's when you don't get the but you jobs. Gotta, but you got to hunt that. Sometimes you got to hunt that information down mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, what happened with that? Yeah, you know it just goes I mean? away. Yeah. Now, what you don't know is you'll get an audition for something. You'll be given 12 pages of sides or script. They, they're called sides. And so now you're, you're spending two hours reading the person's script. Okay. A lot of times if it's a pilot, it's terrible. Because pilots are hard. And uh, then you have to memorize, you know, 10 pages of something. You're not getting paid for the studying. Wait, I don't you know. This to, is going to sound you very You memorize like, 10 pages, but you also have to have the pages in your hand because they don't like to see. Yeah, but that I don't do that. Sometimes it. I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's all these weird little customs and rules. <laughs> and then what's going to happen is. Your audition is only a construct of the job. And and so the skill of the audition is totally different than the job. So like when you're on the job, there's there's lighting, there's different angles they're they're cutting away off your face when you're in the two person scene. You know, sometimes so in your audition, your the camera's on you the entire time and then you'll be reading with someone who is flat and uninterested. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. And so you're having to manufacture the other half of the scene in your imagination while you're in this very unnatural situation. Listen, I'm not looking to be like, oh, you should feel sorry for actors. What I'm trying to tell you is auditioning is a very intense experience. It is not... Even though actors do it over and over again, it's a very vulnerable experience. It's a very vulnerable experience, and it's not that you should pity actors, but at the at, you should not you should expect that people would not then treat you like shit on top of it. Like it's the the bad the bad news is you didn't get the job. It shouldn't also be oh, and I was humiliated. and you were dehumanized. <laughs> yeah, you were dehumanized. Here's the thing: is that I I'm so uh, what. That, that like, when he posted that thing and I saw it, it, like, really resonated with me. And mm-hmm. the reason it did is because this is all the time. He just happened to capture that moment on tape. Yeah. I mean, most of the auditions you go into are nice. But I will say there there's not a year that goes by where you aren't in, like, one or two abusive situations in mm-hmm. an audition where yeah. you're just like, that was a waste of my time. Yeah. You know, and you cry in the car. That's that's the life. Mm-hmm. That's the life. But I was just like happy that he not only captured it on tape, but he had the guts to post it. Yeah. Because he's not because what because to me, it wasn't just like it was his experience. It was every act to me. It was every actor's. Experience. Oh, you from you. Could, like it was just every actor. You could tell that it resonated with people. It was just sure. every actor. Like yes. you're just like, oh, OK. Yeah. You were in a room with a piece, of, but in a room like a virtual room. Yeah. Like, you, he couldn't even... Like, this guy came into his fucking home. His home and said that. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't even you wouldn't go into somebody's home in real life in not a virtual life in any social situation and say out loud that you thought their place was shitty. Yeah. You just well, wouldn't. He, to be fair. He thought he was muted. That guy didn't say shitty. The actor said shitty. I thought he said No. I thought the guy I thought the director said shitty. I don't think so. Should we look at it real quick? I mean, pull it up. Pull it up. Because I can't remember. But all I know is that, and I don't remember his name, the actor's name, and that's terrible. I think I commented. Luke Gage, I think. Yeah, and he was in, he was in Euphoria, which was like, I really liked that series. Um, it was all these young people. Harrowing and made me so glad that I don't have kids. It was so. Um, I thought it was beautifully done. Yeah. It was very sensitively acted too. I loved. I loved all those young actors, including this kid. Kid, adult. Sorry. Um, because, and and then and then um, Zendaya won. Didn't she win an award? Zendaya. She used oh, to be Zendaya. She, formerly, she was Michi. And then uh, is it it's yes. Zendaya? Zendaya, yeah. It's not Zendaya. It's not. It should be Zendaya, but it's Zendaya. She's like the youngest Emmy winner in history, or something. Is that true? Good for that, for, her. for a cat, for leading, I think. Lucas Gage. Okay. <laughs> Ho- yeah, you gotta. It's a shitty apartment. That's why give me this job so I can get a better one. All right. Um, ready? Oh my god, I'm so so sorry. No, it's totally. Listen, I'm living in a. I'm living in a four by four box. It's fine. Just give me the job and we'll be fine. Of course, there's a siren. I didn't notice that before. (laughs) That's perfect. He didn't say shitty, or you're right. He just no, said... No, but he said it like so pitying, like, these people live in these tiny apartments. And it's like, yeah. What do you fucking live in, the Taj Mahal? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, it's fucking... How does he know the apartment's tiny anyway? Like, well, what... because you can see the TV. Also, like, he How had could a... you see the TV Also, in by a big the way, apartment. he had, like, a nice flat screen TV. It wasn't even like he had, like, the guy's some... apart- The guy's apartment is beyond fine. Which is so stupid that he's just spout. He's just want. He's like a blowhard. He wants to hear himself talk. Yeah, and so he just he's like someone who says shitty things because he doesn't know. I'm so so sorry. I'm I'm mortified. Mortified. So sorry. I'm mortified. Also, by the way, um, I don't believe he was mortified. I believe he was mortified. You do? Yeah, I do. I believe. I believe he felt. I believe he felt, he felt caught and he felt guilty. I'm sure that I wouldn't be surprised if privately he's defending what he said. I also think that probably I was actually saying something nice. <laughs> I kind of wish Luke hadn't um, interrupted him mm-hmm. and got more of his little diatribe about how pathetic actors are on tape. I know, but I, he man, he also just wanted to do the work. He's he just wanted to. Do, he handled it so well. I know, and you can't tell in the audio. Like, that he pot- saved that fucking guy by cutting him off. No, that's why I wish he hadn't. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I know. But, like, to have the presence of mind to do that, wow. Well, I'm sure, like, yeah. 
You know, I think I I think I told you the story a long time ago, but I before we met, I was in a pilot and I was cast as the lead in the pilot. And they you know this part of it that they they had hired Amy Adams to be in the show. Yes. Opposite me, we did a chemistry read that was so great. And then a couple days into it, like after two days of rehearsal, they fired her. And I, so we had to do this emergency casting session. So disgusting. Amy Adams. We had to do this well, emergency she hadn't casting won, session. Won, she hadn't been nominated. No. Yeah. Yeah. So we did this emergency casting session and we saw about, I don't know, like half a dozen, eight actors came in. And so I read opposite them. And because it was such a, the it was such a, uh, such a time crunch we did them all in a row and i stayed in the room with the producers and the network and everything mm-hmm. and the shit that they talked about people yeah. after they left the room yeah and it was like and they sort of instantly forgot or just assumed like They're now like, we're all on the same page they here didn't know a civilian wasn't they they, they yeah. forgot like that i would be thinking Oh, so it's true. So the like, yeah. the the worst nightmares that we have about this are true. Yeah, yeah, they're all true. Yeah, they're all true. Yeah, I guess I'm like I feel bad now that I'm like oh don't feel sorry for like I was trying to make sure people but like what I I guess you're right. What I'm trying to say is that there is like a shallowness to the industry part of this. Mm-hmm. That is not part of the artistry yeah. part, and when the when the artisans clash with the in, industrialists, <laughs> there is a sort of crassness to to the whole thing. Yeah, and so that's sort of where I get like grossed out. The thing that always bothers me by that uh, about that crassness. Is that it comes from a place of these people are supposed to be the experts in knowing what people want to see and mm-hmm. what they will enjoy seeing. Mm-hmm. Focus groups, all this shit. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, well, you don't know. You don't know any no. more than anyone else yeah, does. Yeah, guess what? Your job is to second guess the public, but there's a million things you could point to. Yeah, they wanted where to if you cancel ha- Seinfeld. Cheers. Like there there's a million there's a million examples you could point to where it's like if it hadn't been for nothing else going on, this thing would not have been allowed to flourish. You know, if there had if there if if like NBC had not been at a low point where they're like, we don't have anything else to put on. We'll just let Seinfeld go on or Cheers right. go on. And it you know. found an audience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be completely. Maybe ruining my career by saying this, but. <laughs> I think that the reality is the best of the best end up in front of the people that they need to be in front of. And that's, it's not necessarily like there are executives that are like, that's going to be a hit. They only know it's going to be a hit after it's a hit. Yes. There's nobody that's like some Nostradamus executive. No. You know. They're basing, again, they're basing it on the way things have always been done. 
and this is what we've always known people to respond to is this type of person, this type of blah, blah, blah. And look, to a certain extent, I get it. Like you like to see pretty people on a screen. You know what I mean? You like to see you like to see people you've seen before. You like the comfort of that. Right. But at a certain point, you have to acknowledge sometimes people like to see something new. They like yeah. to see somebody that looks like them, you know? And that's why like it's so funny how they handle diversity. Like they don't Ugh. they're so they're so weird. It's so it's so like filling boxes yeah, and they saying, always... We did it. We got one of these, one of these, and one of these. And it's like that's the that's the bare minimum of what representation means. Like actually seeing somebody. That's the bare minimum. What are those people doing? What are they saying? What are they what is their role on the show? Right. You know? Yeah, I feel like at least with writing, I feel like they could get it's easier to ask for like blind script mm-hmm. submissions where you don't know, you know, like when you're trying to fill a writer's room and you don't know who the submissions are and you're just picking like randomly. Yeah. Unfortunately that has been a little debunked as well. Really? Yeah. That that is not always, that still ends up being, um, that they still end up with writer's rooms full of white people, you know? (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Because a problem is, is that if you're asking for blind submissions, you're going to react to the submissions that echo your own experience. Oh, that makes sense. And you say, this is good writing because I personally relate to it. This is like my life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But if there's things in there that you've not heard before, references or whatever, where you're like, I don't get this, or why aren't they doing this, you know, then you're going to say, this isn't good writing because it doesn't conform to my expectations of what writing is. Right. I don't know. I don't know how to solve the diversity problem because I don't have a job in Hollywood. Gotta, I mean, they gotta make they gotta make know. more. Sh- they gotta make more shows that are that are appealing to or that are they gotta they gotta make more shows that are run by people of different backgrounds. I think that it what, needs to be know how to speak to, but the it people needs of to be background. the higher up people that are diverse. In the first place. For sure, yes. I think that's the problem, in my in my opinion. It's not the trickle-down that's diverse because they can check boxes, like you said. Yeah. It's the higher-up people that need to be diverse yes. so that they select a diverse they can array yes, they can of recognize, storytelling. They can yeah, recognize yeah. quality outside of diversity. Yes. And say, not only is this from uh you know from an from an underrepresented group but it's also very good as opposed to just like let's give them a black show this is such a like tricky time in in my opinion in hollywood because you know when i was growing up there were only the in the 90s in the 90s (laughs) i mean i remember when i was a little baby like there was there were only three channels Mm -hmm. and and I grew up on, I felt like I watched diverse shows mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Yeah. And on the three channels, like I watched all these sitcoms that had a diverse cast and they dealt with all of these like diverse issues mm-hmm. of like, oh, like oh my gosh, he's gay or this or whatever. And it was sort of like this educational, I don't know, like ideal behind the comedy and stuff I used to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then when cable happened, it felt like everyone went to their separate corners of the tele of television. Yeah. And it was like, this is for young white kids. This is for, you know, black pe- people. This is for the, you know, and it, and it sort of like segregated everybody's experience of storytelling. Yeah. And now we're in this place where there's such a like plethora of content. I mean, like there is you can go anywhere for content. You can have content all the time mm-hmm. and they're still not like finding an array of storytelling that matches really the American experience. I don't know. It's very strange and I'm watching British stuff, so I'm screwed anyway. You know, I did that. I did that show Rutherford falls and Uh I, we haven't talked about this, but on, so the first time I did it, all of my scenes were with the same two people with Ed Helms and, uh, Jesse, oh, I can't remember Jesse's last name. I'm so sorry. But a new, this is like a young new actor mm-hmm. um, who's terrific. Um, and uh, so all my scenes were with them. But I knew that this show took place in an area that uh, that featured a lot of indigenous characters. Yes. A lot of Native American characters. Yes. I read so, the I read the deadline yeah. deadline article about so it. So when I went back on this past Monday to to do another scene in another episode, now I was with all of the native actors on the show. Okay. And I realized like I have not only not been around this many indigenous actors mm-hmm. in my life, I've not been around this many indigenous people in my life. Right. It was wild. That's it was wild. Unfortunate. And it was, there was something that was really wonderful about it. It's like this is fucking awesome. Like to hear to hear these guys, uh, these these men and women like talking about whatever they're just talking about acting and stuff and, and everybody's <laughs> nice and funny and everything. And it's like this is a whole world that I've never seen before. Never gotten exposed to. Never gotten exposed to, and certainly not in media, because every every fucking depiction in media is historic historical. It's always historical, and it's always like I'm here because I'm the Indian, you know. Right. Remember, and- I made you watch uh, early in the pandemic. I made you watch "Bury My Heart" at Wounded Knee. <laughs> you didn't make me watch it. <laughs> We were going, you know, we were like trying to like better ourselves with the content (laughs) that we were because then we watched all of like Eyes on the Prize. We watched all that, you know, and I was like, we need to watch Bury My Heart One and Knee because I remember when it came out on HBO, I was like, I didn't read the book. No, I never did either. But like the story is fucked up. (laughs) Yep. And and I thought they did a good job yeah. with this yeah, story. Yeah. But like it's like all of those native actors, like you only ever see them portraying like their land getting stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You don't see anything about their lives like that's in it. modern America or what they go through or living, yeah. you know, where they live and previously the most native actors that I'd seen on screen was Northern Exposure. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and that only had like three. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at least they had char- <laughs> characters that were not. I know, like stereotypical or what? They were. A were they? Bit, I don't though, remember. I just bit, remember the one like, was wasn't one married to? Oh no, never mind. I'm a camera. Cuckoo. A double cuckoo. Double cuckoo. What the f? What does that mean? 
Oh, he died. He died this year. No, he did the double rainbow guy. I Pour know. one out. Now I got my weekend water. Here's to you, double rainbow. You know what? You know now what? he knows what it all means. <laughs> you know what? I can't take my drink. <laughs> that was too poignant. <laughs> it was too poignant. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that was my favorite viral video that year. It was man, that video was <laughs> fucking great. It really was the double. Ra- god damn, that double that rainbow guy, video was great. That guy, you know what? He was pure. He was pure. Yeah, he was pure in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what his life was. I'm gonna find out now. He was like a white supremacist. Or <laughs> I don't think that he was. I remember it like his obituary was really nice and oh, sweet. Oh, good, good. He was just like a lover of life. I could feel that from yeah. him. I could feel that from his reaction oh, to the double rainbow. Through, you know what through. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like it was so. <laughs> we read you loud and clear, double rainbow man. It was so Wait, I can't wait till we're old enough and maybe we're almost there. <laughs> where we're like, remember that meme that blah, blah, blah. And then like younger people don't know what we're talking about just like we can say remember the hang in there kitten yeah and younger and millennials and below zoomers i want to hear from you do you remember charlie (laughs) bit my finger (laughs) oh my god you just like Uh, do you remember i can has cheeseburger (laughs) like gave me this glimpse into our lives post pandemic where we have a radio show with a call-in element. No, we don't want that. Really? People get, You listen to Dan Abrams all the I time. I know I did. With Dan Abrams, he took someone to town today. It was great. He took someone to town. I was overhearing it. You were listening to the next room, and I, over, I overheard just Dan Abrams saying, did I mention Giuliani's hair dye? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about Dan Abrams. Listen, I don't care what your politics are. Because the thing about Dan Abrams is he's right down the middle. Mm-hmm. So he's not offensive to anybody. He says all he cares about is facts. He just cares about the truth. He's a fact partisan. He's a fact partisan. Here's the thing about Dan Abrams. The reason I listen to the show. <laughs> There's a couple of reasons I listen to the show. Mm, all right. Uh, but the one reason. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I don't know if I know all the reasons. <laughs> no, because. Because he he does like go over like factuals like I like his his angle yeah which is but what I think is funny about the show is he's gotten increasingly emotional mm-hmm. about people who won't accept facts right because we're living in an age where more and more people are not listening to facts. Yeah, people have been or not accepting facts. Some people not this, have been given agree- license <laughs> to say, uh, even though you're saying that's true, I disagree. Exactly. Yeah. And and so so what I like is when um people who kind of buy into these conspiracy mm-hmm. the you know the very far right yeah. media stuff where it's like you know, whatever it is, whatever du jour, conspiracy du jour it is. And um, they love to call into the show and say, 
they let the condom. What do they think is going to happen? Well, they want to tell Dan, yeah. like, well, what about, and it's always what aboutism. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. what aboutism. Yeah. Okay, so today, so today his thing was that um, he doesn't care who you like, whether it's Biden or Trump. He doesn't care. This He's, is Dan Abrams? This is Dan Abrams. Yeah. He's like, that's not the point. The point is that Trump lost. (laughs) That was just like, and he was like, and the reason I know this is because there was no voter fraud. And he's like going into the whole thing. He's like Mm. going into like, you know, like all the suits that have been, and he reads all the legal. That's another reason why I listen to him is because he reads all the legal briefs. Right. And he's like, it doesn't say in here, whatever. And this guy called and said, (laughs) well, Dan, Dan, I don't care. You know, I, I see what you're saying, but how can you say that when in 2016 Hillary said that the election was rigged and it was, you know, wasn't fair. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then he like lost his mind on this guy. Like he lost, <laughs> his, and he he was like, she conceded <laughs> the night of the election, <laughs> and the transition began. The next day, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, she may have said, no, I'm like doing a Dan Abrams impersonation. She may have said she didn't agree with her. Or she didn't like it or she felt, but it's still, the transition still moved forward right. or whatever. But like they, like people won't accept his facts. Yeah. That's the thing that I think that's why I keep coming about this show because I keep waiting for him to get through to like one of these <laughs> people. <laughs> Honey, you know, keep waiting. Because I think he thinks that he's going to get through to one of them. Right. And that's what keeps him going. And maybe he is. Who knows? Because no. for everyone, well, uh, for everyone yeah. that's calling in, yeah. hopefully there's somebody listening that's saying, ah, that makes sense. And I can admit that to myself without being on the radio. I can listen to this and say, yeah, that's he's got a point. You know? the, the funny thing about know. it is all these people who disagree with him, they all, they love the show and they, they're like, they listen to it like every day and yeah. it must like incense them that he's taken up this particular cause about the election being decided. They want it to be real. They want it to be real, you know, and they're, they're hoping that I guess when they call him, they're yeah. hoping that they're going to be able to stump him. They're going to be able to stymie him. He's not going to have a comeback if I say this. Yeah. You know, I think secretly, (laughs) like deep down, they want to know. They want to know that they can still believe this. They want permission to still believe this. And so they're they're trying to go up to somebody and say, you don't believe this, but have you considered this angle? And they don't expect because they've been in such an echo chamber. Right. They don't expect somebody to say, no, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Right. All, I've vetted all the actual information here, you know. And I also think they still call him because 
even though he loses his mind on them, <laughs> yeah, he's still very um, genial toward them. Absolutely. Like, he's like, thanks for the call. Yeah. You know, I hope, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and in a way, I feel like I'm learning tips to, of how to deal with irrational people. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. There's <laughs> something to be said for speaking the truth. Yeah. Sticking to your facts, but not like dismissing yes. the human being yeah. that is become Because his whole thing is like, I feel like people are being like conned and 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 tricked and it bothers me yeah and i like he has so much more patience for it than i i can't believe we just got on the dan abram show i know how did that happen because i did not mean to get on the dan i don't even like to tell people i listen to dan abrams listen i shout out to dan abrams he appeared on no you shut up he did? <laughs> when I was hosting that show. No, I can't remember. Back then, yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. That's before you listened to his show. Yeah, but I kind of knew of him from... Of course, we knew who he was. Because I watched all that true crime. Yes, exactly. But also, he told us about OJ, remember? He told us about OJ, He remember? covered OJ. He covered OJ. Do you remember? <laughs> Don't you remember? I do remember, yeah. And he covered Bush Gore, Bush V. Gore and Bush all Bush V. Gore. Bush V. Gore. All right, we should wrap it up. Do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, do I? I finished Tom Brown's Body podcast, which I did recommend on a previous one, and I thought it was fucking devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, that killed me. But do I have new ones? We'll see if I have recommendations. I started watching this uh, Reagan documentary on Showtime. Man, I don't know if I can do that. Here's what's amazing about it. It's a four-parter. I just started the first one. Mm -hmm. What I think is kind of... I've only seen the first part. Mm -hmm. But, like, they're telling the truth about Reagan. (laughs) Right. Really? Yes. Like, it's a documentary, but they're, like, showing that he was, like, this radicalized sort of person right that i mean i can't wait for the next three parts to be honest Mm -hmm. because i've never really seen like i've seen other like historical figures taken to task but like when like not reagan everyone acts like he was like what do you call him like the great communicator yes the great well guess what y'all are wrong because he's fucking phony seeming as shit like he comes out and he's all like (laughs) <laughs> and then people like liked that it is what's so funny is, i was like, a kid when you when he... see, i know me too and when you see him now <laughs> just like what when you see him now it seems absurd like this guy is pretending to be the president <laughs> like he's yeah he's pretending to be the president i it's just really remember wild. he was loathed in my household when i was a kid oh same yeah it was like he's the worst president yeah, that yeah, we've yeah. ever had, and I'm like, wait till 2020. Yeah, uh, he's the worst president we've ever had, and da da da. And I'm like, like I just not, you know, as a kid, I wasn't old enough to vote, so I wasn't following politics <laughs> that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh yeah, of course, uh, yeah. But also, they haven't even gotten this in the documentary, but I can't fucking wait for Iran Contra. Because 
That shit was fucking bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah, yeah. Impeachable bananas. <laughs> Look, if you want to talk bananas, let's talk impeachable bananas. <laughs> anyway, that would be my wreck. Because I right. already talked about the crown, and you know I love it, so whatever. Um, What's yours? Uh, man, I don't know that I have a specific wreck that I can think of. I will say this is sort of a re-wreck, because I, I, I pre-wrecked before they came out. Um, Tawny Newsom and Bethany Thomas's album, Material Flats. Yes. And Open Mike Eagle's anime trauma divorce. I finally got a chance to... As I, as I call it, sit with those albums where I got to, like, I was in my office, I was, you know, just organizing things, and I put them both on repeat and got to listen to them a bunch of times in a row. Oh, and good. They're, they're both so great, and I haven't done that with music in such a long time, and they are both absolutely terrific albums. Uh, Material Flats and Anime Trauma Divorce. Seek them out. You and just enjoy. reminded me that um, our friend Kulat Velisak. Oh has my a, god! Of course, has Funny. a brand new podcast oh, called. I should have written it down. Add, Add to, to cart. cart, and we listened to it this week, and it was really fun. And they talk yes. about all their like pandemic purchases and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really um, they, and they. It's in it's, a way, I was like worried. To, I was like, I don't know if I want to listen to this. It's going to make me want to buy stuff, but it didn't make me want to buy anything because it's about more than just buying things. It's also about things that that you buy into. It's about philosophies, about ways of life. It's about whatever. It's a sort of uh, kind of lifestyle podcast. Yeah, Kulop is the greatest. Uh, Susan Susan Pock, I believe, is her co-host. Yeah, um, and they are. Uh, terrific together, and I'm so happy to have Kulop back in podcasting. So yeah, do check out Add to Cart, uh, hosted by Kulop Vilaisak and Sujan Pak. And I think that next week will be Black Friday, which is a big shopping day. Which also I guess a big Steely Dan day. <laughs> I know how you love Steely Dan. L- I love those. Paul's guys. like obsessed. Hey, can I recommend a Twitter account? People dancing to Steely Dan. <laughs> what? I've never even heard of that. It's so good. It's Please cra- send that to me because I have to send it to my brother who actually really does love Steely Grace Dan. Grace Spellman runs that account. She makes the videos. It's called uh, uh, at Steely Dance. And she That's takes cute. she takes existing videos and then lays uh, Steely Dan songs over them. So it looks like people are dancing <laughs> to those songs. It's weirdly satisfying. It's it's some of them are absolutely like whatever the original audio was of this it has been completely erased by this song being on top of it now. Okay. I can't picture any other interpretation of this video but this song. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's great. Well, I have to say we won't talk to you until after Thanksgiving. People are recommending not to travel. I know that's going to be tough on people who are spending the pandemic solo. Make sure you have a plan, whether it's Zoom or through the window or whatever is going on, and take care of yourselves. Um, Be kind to frontline workers. We appreciate you, and... Stay safe. There's vaccines coming in the new year. <laughs> this is the time. I want that Dolly vaccine. I want the Dolly That's vaccine. The That's want. the one I want, too. That's the only one I want. Is I hope that it's weird? branded. 
I, I do too. It, I hope it has your logo on it. You know what? So I, <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I hope people dress up like Dolly to go get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a movement worthy of starting. <laughs> I just, everyone, please, you know, fight the fatigue because it's hard. We got. I'm in. in I'm in the middle of it too, and yeah. I fucking hate this yeah. pandemic so much. And it's caused me, you know, a lot of emotions as every single other human that's going through it as well. And, you know, we've just been fortunate so far not to lose anyone close to us. Um, But I know that's not the case for everyone out there. So just we got to fight the fucking fatigue. We got to dig deep. Now's the time. I'm lucky. My parents died a while ago (laughs) of other shit. died. My Check step, that off the list. My stepdad died. I know. Of cancer. Listen, yeah. there's other things you can die of. It's true. But it's we know that this is a, this is a hard, hard time. We're feeling it too. It's like there's a lot of stuff that we want to do that we are not doing because it's just smarter to not take the risk. And And it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. But but listen, avail yourselves of the technology that we have now, which is incredible. It's incredible that if you want to see your family and you can't get there in person, yeah, like be grateful that there's a Zoom. Be grateful that there's FaceTime and or Skype and all this stuff, yeah. or even the phone. Yeah, like you know, do do what you can, but but just try to take care of yourself and and try to look out for and other you're, people and who you're close to that's going through. Like I have family members going through this alone, and I, I know it's like challenging. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not lecturing. What I'm saying I is, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying we're feeling it too. That's yeah. what I want to say. I don't right. want to say do this or that or be this or that or feel this or that because that's your, you know, that's not for me to say. Yeah. What's for me to say is it sucks and we know <laughs> it. <laughs> here's what I feel the authority to say. It sucks. It sucks. We know it, you know it, and the American people know it. And we just got to get through the fucking finish line. I know. Just hang in there, everybody. We we thank you for listening. We love that you do. We are at Stay of Homekins on Instagram and Twitter, and Stay of Homekins at Gmail dot com. Uh, and I will say I apologize for not <laughs> putting up. Paul has an apology. The reference, the reference photos on Instagram last for week. For last week's episode. I will do both this week. Wow. This coming week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you heard I, it. There's still people that are catching up. Who knows? Oh, that's true. Some people are behind episodes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, are you going to love this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to us, listening to us ramble, everybody. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, we'll see you after Thanksgiving. Yes, and until then, stay, stay safe. safe. Stay sane and stay stay home. home. And buy official merch on (laughs) www.kinshipgoods.com. Okay, bye.